all there are several state parks there, all with beautiful waterfalls and these gorges and it's incredible. It's incredible. When we went, I'm still mad I didn't get an Ithaca is Gorgeous t-shirt. You've inspired me. After we stop recording, I'm going to go online somewhere and find my Ithaca is Gorgeous t-shirt. Gosh darn it. I deserve it. I went there. I spent the day there. I walked around. I want my shirt. Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of Where Should We Camp Next, a 50-state guide to amazing campgrounds and other unique outdoor accommodations. Almost 12 years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We will also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Today, I am really excited to welcome a first-time guest correspondent onto the show to give us a really terrific and detailed review of Robert Treeman's State Park in Ithaca, New York. Uh, my guest today is going to talk about the campground itself, the state park in general, and all kinds of cool things to do in Ithaca, New York, which is a really, really beautiful part of the country. Now, our family visited Ithaca about seven years ago during an amazing two-week RV trip to New York State. And we didn't stay at Robert Treeman State Park during that trip, but I've always wanted to camp there. So today I'm super excited to get everyone a great review of this campground and the area. So my guest today is my friend, Ellen Dominus Brody, and she's going to take us there and give us all of the important details to plan a trip to that area. I actually met Ellen on social media through our Facebook group, the RV Atlas group. Now, like many of you, I sometimes complain about Facebook and complain about social media and all the negative aspects of it. But then occasionally I stop and remember just how many amazing people I have met through the RV Atlas group and through our social media channels. And Ellen would certainly fall into that category because I met her through our group. She's a really amazing person and I just knew that she would be fun to meet in real life, so I actually invited her to be on my Go RVing YouTube show, Six Things I Love About My RV. Ellen owns an adorable Airstream that she has named Frida, and I really enjoy following her account at Frida the Airstream, and she was awesome on her episode of Six Things I Love About My RV. Sean the camera guy and I had such a fun time going out and visiting her and getting a tour of Frida. So now today, after intense negotiations with Ellen's agent, and her publicist. We have come to an agreement to get her on the podcast. So let's dive in and get a great review of Robert Treeman State Park in Ithaca, New York. We're going to discuss the Finger Lakes region uh, as a whole as well. And, uh, you know, Ellen and I like truly love New York. And I, I say it again and again, I think New York is one of the most underrated RV destinations in the country. So I'm excited to bring you this episode today. But before we dive in, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Blackstone. The sound of bacon or burgers and steak sizzling is the sound that you crave this summer. Blackstone is the original flat top griddle with more than 5 million griddles sold. Blackstone is the way that America cooks in the great outdoors. You can cook everything you can on a traditional griddle 
Grill and a thousand things you can't. Do you want an incredible breakfast? How about lunch or dinner? The solid steel flat top infuses the flavors. Pick the size and style that's right for your next camping trip. The 17-inch and 22-inch griddles are easy to store in your RV and still have the space to feed the hungriest army. There's even a portable Blackstone with an air fryer built in. Talk about variety. With Blackstone, you can cook anything, anytime, anywhere. For outdoor cooking fun and flavor that you can't find anywhere else, go wherever griddles are sold or head on over to blackstoneproducts.com. And just remember, if it's not a Blackstone, it's not a griddle. The RV Atlas is also sponsored by CampSpot. CampSpot is an instant booking platform for camping across North America. Research and book the best campgrounds, RV parks, cabins, glamping destinations, and more, whether it's last minute or for your epic road trip months away. CampSpot lets you filter your search results by the type of getaway you want. Browse by location, price point, site type, amenities, and more. CampSpot also offers premium inventory, real-time availability, and a lowest price guarantee so that you can find the best sites at the best campgrounds for the best prices. Plus, you can save your favorite campground finds for future trips and keep all of your reservations organized in one place. And I love that aspect of CampSpot because I used to have to dig through all my old emails and find all the reservations, and now I can find them at the click of a button. Book those fall camping trips now, and it's really time to get on it for next spring and summer. Campgrounds are crowded. Make your plans in advance. Head on over to campspot.com today. Hello, Ellen, and welcome to the show. How are you doing? I am doing so well, and I'm so excited to be here. Well, when we met uh, at your seasonal site and we did the tour of Free to the Airstream, I knew right away I wanted to get you on the podcast. So I'm glad we actually made it happen. Oh, it's awesome. All right. Now, our podcast listeners might not be as familiar with you. So let's, you know, before you give us the review of Robert Treeman State Park and take us to Ithaca and tell us about all the cool things to do in that area, um, give us your background as a camper and an RV owner. I mean, how did you end up becoming an Airstream owner? Well, my parents had a VW Westphalia camper when I was a baby, and there's a great little picture of me um, in a bouncy seat in front of the camper and my brother sitting there at this super cool table that pulls off at the side of the camper. But I was so young, I don't remember any of it. Um, and then fast forward many, 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 many years later, my husband and I, were we live in New York, and we were on vacation in Santa Fe hiking, um, looking for some petroglyphs. And I said, man, our kids would love this. We have to show our kids the West Coast of the United States or the Western side of the United States. We should rent an RV. Ha, 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 ha. And he said, no, we should rent an RV. Um, and we knew nothing about RVing at the time. And I said, in typical kind of Ellen fashion, we can do it if we have someone help set it up for us. So we um, actually worked with a travel agency, which is still in business, called Tracks and Trails. And they specialize in setting up Western United States and Western Canadian RV trips. And they took care of booking everything for us. This was pre-outdoorsy. Um, they took care of renting the RV for us. They took care of all the campground reservations. They took care of setting up an itinerary. And next thing we knew, a year later, we did a trip out to Yellowstone and the Tetons, which was incredible. And that was in a Class B. And we loved the entire experience. 
Um, it's such a smart way to start. And I've been trying to preach this to people for years. I mean, there is a learning curve to RVing and there's definitely an intimidation factor and just renting such a great way to figure out if you like it or not. Right. So it was, it was great. It was great. And, and they made it so easy for us. We flew into Billings, Montana, and the next day we were off to the races and the class C was a great way for us to start. Um, because we didn't have to deal with hitching and unhitching and and everything that comes with a towable. And it was one of, it is still, my kids, it was 10 years ago, and it's still the vacation that we all talk about with with such love and for those memories. For so many families, it is those epic national park trips out west in an RV, right? I mean, uh, just so grand out there. Now, so we have to fast forward then six years after that um, in the next. So what happened next in your journey towards Airstream ownership? we, We couldn't stop talking about that trip for six years. And we, um, said, you know, my husband's name is James. James and I were saying, we should try to do that trip again, but let's do it and figure out a way to do a towable rather than the class C, because when you have a class C, if you have to go to the supermarket, obviously your whole house comes with you. And we wanted to experience what being able to hitch and unhitch and being a little more mobile was all about. And I said, we'll do it, but I want to do it in an Airstream. And again, this was pre-outdoorsy. And so I went online and I found a guy who had an Airstream that he was renting and he had a truck that he was renting to tow it with. And we took a gamble and set up that rental and we went um, to Shenandoah, um, which was great. But the amount that we didn't know that we know now was staggering how ill-matched that tow vehicle was for the Airstream. We kind of burnt out the battery in the truck. We had some jackknifing problems that we wouldn't necessarily have had, had it been a better match. It was a a little appalling, actually, how naive we were um, about about the combination, about learning how to use the brakes. and, And it was a little scary when we think back on it now, but obviously we survived. But we loved that Airstream experience. And we said, okay, in two years, we're going to buy an RV. In two years. And then I started listening to a podcast, right? The RV Family Atlas. And I remember this because, and it was still the Family Atlas at the time. Um, James and I said, you know what? Let's just go to the Hershey RV show and just poke around. Let's just see. And I remember posting on the Facebook group, going to the Hershey RV show, feeling overwhelmed, don't know anything, any hints I should know. And this woman named Stephanie Puglisi answered and said, we just did a podcast on that. Here's the episode number. Take a listen. And she really helped save the show for us because if if you haven't been, I mean, it's the country's largest RV show. It was enormous. Um, And we went specifically to see, was there anything else that we would want that wasn't an Airstream? And um, we walked away and said, we're not buying an Airstream in two years. We're buying an Airstream this year. And we did. And that's where Freedom of the Airstream came from. Well, I love I love so many different parts of, of the, the story you just told. And I, I want to unpack it for a second and then we'll get into our campground review, dear listener out there. You, <laughs> di- you did this the right way, right? I mean, other other people could do it the same way you did it, perhaps on an accelerated timetable. Um, it's such a great idea to rent the motorized. If you don't know if you want a motorized or a towable, 
we live in an environment now where you can rent a motorized and then rent a towable. Exactly. I mean, as you said, pre-outdoorsy, pre-RV share, it was much harder to rent towables. There weren't many options. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. if you live in a, a place with a, even a moderately dense population, you could probably rent a motorhome and a towable in your neighborhood. Absolutely. Um, so I love I love your journey. And now you guys are, you know, as we kind of move into the campground review here, I mean, you guys are like living the life. Uh, <laughs> and I love how you combo having a gorgeous seasonal site. And to our podcast listeners, you can get a little glimpse of that seasonal site in the Go RVing show, Six Things I Love About My RV. I'll link in the show notes. But you guys also travel a lot. I mean, you get out in the Airstream a lot, and that brings us to this this campground review. So are you ready to dive in and give our listeners a review of uh, what sounds like one of your favorite campgrounds, Robert Treeman State Park? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So why is this, why was this like an attractive option for you? Why is this a place you guys decided to try? We went because we wanted to, we live in New York, um, in just north of New York City, and our campground is about an hour north of that. And we wanted to take our kids on a quick trip, just a couple of days, maybe I think it was three nights. And so we didn't want to drive all that far. And, you know, New York has some of the most beautiful state parks in the country. I mean, we've been to so many of them. Um, And we said, you know what, let's try this state park. Let's go to Ithaca. There's a great state park that I've started to read about, Robert Treeman State Park, and let's go to Ithaca. And my husband got his master's degree at Cornell, so we know how long the drive is. We know the town very well. We've got friends there, and we just know there's just so much great stuff to do in Ithaca. So I said, all right, let's make reservations at Robert Treeman State Park. And I hadn't done a ton of research about it until we actually got there. And I didn't really realize, I mean, there's this saying like Ithaca is gorgeous, right? There are all of these incredible gorges in Ithaca with beautiful waterfalls and beautiful cliffs. And I didn't really realize that some of those are in Robert Truman State Park. And we were just blown away by the hiking, by the beauty of the state park. And then you're right there in Ithaca. Um, so you kind of went so for, you kind of went to see Ithaca, not realizing you were getting this, this gem it's of a true. campground and gem of a state park, right? It's true. It's true. We saw that there were some hiking trails. Okay. But we didn't realize there were some beautiful hiking trails along the beautiful gorge. Um, and, you know, just something kind of so majestic about the way, at least in New York state, these trails are built along the gorge. Some of them are wooded, the trails, but most of it is, you know, carved out of the side of the cliffs and these just gorgeous paths that you can walk along. I mean, there's some hills, let's not kid ourselves, but steps built in and you're right there along the water. It's just, it's just beautiful. It's really incredible. Well, we have talked uh, about how much we both love New York. And I I will throw this down right now. I think that New York and Michigan are the two most underrated states in the country for RV travel. You know, we did a whole series on underrated states. And I I mean, New York is magnificent from the ocean to the Catskills to the Adirondacks to the Finger Lakes to Niagara. It's true. It's true. And I have to laugh because I live just north of the city and people think I live upstate. And man, you can drive six or seven hours and that's upstate New York. I mean, New York is huge. 
it's really it's incredible. Well, I'm a little jealous of, of of your positioning too, because you know for years we didn't go up into New York State because we're New Jersey people, and just get punching through the traffic of mm-hmm. the city is intimidating and stressful. Like, I mean, your your starting point is above that, and then Correct. at your seasonal site, you know, even more so. So you know, some of these places, I guess, are just more approachable for you. So so for yeah. those who aren't familiar really with the magnificence of New York State, I mean, where is Ithaca? Give us a little bit more geographical detail. So Ithaca is in New York's Finger Lakes region, which is if you think about the state of New York, there's kind of, it's not a panhandle, but there's a section of New York State that goes far from east all the way to the west. So Ithaca is kind of smack dab in the center of that panhandle area. It's southwest of Syracuse. It's southeast of Rochester. um, And it's about, if you're coming from New York City, it's about a four-hour drive. Um, But, you know, it's part of, it's one of the hearts of the Finger Lakes region. But if you look at the map of New York, you'll see these long, skinny lakes that kind of look like fingers dangling down from a hand. Um, And there's just so much beauty there. I mean, it's world renowned for its vineyard scene. Um, There are gorgeous farms, uh, the great cider scene. And of course, in Ithaca, you've got two great, you know, schools. You've got uh, Ithaca College and Cornell University. So there's just so much happening in that town. Um, And then to be surrounded by the beauty of all, there are several state parks there, all with beautiful waterfalls and these gorges and it's incredible. It's incredible. When we went, I'm still mad I didn't get an Ithaca is Gorgeous t-shirt. So mm-hmm. that's uh, on my bucket list. <laughs> Another thing that, that I, I just remember is the Finger Lakes region is pretty big. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like the size of the state of Delaware or something, you know, yeah. I mean, like g- getting from one lake to the next. You're, you're talking about the heart of the state right there. You could spend it's a lot true. of time ex- exploring the Finger Lakes. So let's get into the campground proper. Um, just give us the basic overview of of the campground and the sites and what the campground offers. So the campground is just a small portion of the overall state park, and it's not a terribly large campground. There are about 70 campsites, um, 11 of which have electric hookups, and two of which are marked um, as accessible for people with disabilities. We saw all sorts of rigs there, um, and I checked it out, and they can accommodate anything up to about a 50-foot RV. So you can bring the big rigs in, and you can bring, you know, tents in. Um, There are about seven or eight tent sites, which are tucked up in the woods along one of the roads of the main loop. And I remember walking by... Um, as I was you know, bringing my, one of my kids to the bathhouse for some reason, and I thought, oh, man, I wish I were a tent camper because those look like great, great tent sites. Um, and uh, apparently there are cabins, which I didn't see, but in doing my, you know, kind of prep for this conversation, there are 14 cabins there. Um, and, you know, one of the things I love about New York State Parks is not only is there garbage, but there are also recycling receptacles, which we don't see everywhere that we go. So 
that's great. Um, there are two restrooms, one which has a shower house, and it was quite clean. And there is a playground, which is near the um, office as you enter the campground. I find it interesting that you say that there were the cabins there and you didn't see them. And that I, I'm always thinking about how campgrounds are designed. I just find it very interesting. And I think like sort of an older model of how to design a campground was like, the tent sites are here. Right. The cabins right. are here. The RV sites are here where now a lot of private campgrounds really want to mix them up and intermingle them so that families that don't own RVs can come with families that do own RVs, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, so tell us anything else about the layout or about your particular site. Yeah, so the... It's not a it's not one single loop. It's kind of a loop that's a little bit bisected by a road, but it is it is small and compact. It doesn't take long to you know walk the whole thing. Um, you know, we were in site fifty two, which is the far end of the loop, which gave us really some nice privacy. Um, it was kind of like a partial shade sunshine situation, and we really had our own space. Definitely, the sites that have electric were tighter together and less privacy. Um, Some sites are kind of out in the middle of the loop and therefore they're fully open and exposed and others are around the perimeter, which have some more wooded separation and and you feel like you're more in your own space. So this is a, it's fair to say, this is a beautiful campground. It's a lovely, traditional, beautiful campground. It's small. It's a state park campground, right? It's um, doesn't have the massive bells and whistles of like a jellystone by any stretch, but you don't need it because that's what nature's provided. That's what you're there for. Great. So let's now that's just you're just talking the campground, but you have this whole amazing yeah. state park. And that's that is one of the really cool things about camping at a campground inside a state park is you sort of walk out or drive out and then you have a gorgeous state park to explore. It's- Yeah. So tell us, what do we need to know? What does the park itself have to offer outside of the campground? You know, one of the, I mean, the most stunning feature um, of the park is the fact that you can swim at the base of a 30 foot waterfall, which is just incredible, right? So the gorge, it's, it kind of comes, everything's coming down from up high down waterfalls are flowing down and there is a designated swimming area with a lifeguard. Um, where you can, I mean, how often do you get to do that? So, like, and this is like a real big waterfall. This is not a little, you know, couple of drops over a rock. It's just that in and of itself is just reason enough to stay here. But then if you're a hiker and you don't need to be, you know, a, a hardcore hiker to enjoy some of these trails. Um, you have, I think it's like nine miles of trails that are following the Enfield Glen Gorge, which is just cutting through, you know, for the millennia through the cliffs and through the rocks and it's really rapidly flowing water. It's really, it's just impressive. Um, and they are, you can, some are quite steep, the trails to get to higher points of the waterfalls and some are much more moderate and you can really do as much of it as you want. And you are right there up against the water and it's just, it's breathtaking. I can only imagine what it's like in the fall. We were there in the um in the early summer. And it just has to be just incredible, just incredible in the fall. Um, well, what an overall package, though. So really cute state park campground, really gorgeous state park, waterfalls, yeah. hiking, 
and a great college town nearby, which we'll talk about in a few yep. minutes. I mean, what you could do a week's vacation here, I think. I, I think you could really, I mean, you could definitely be happy in Ithaca for a week. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But you could also be super happy, you know, not leaving the campground. If you're a family that loves to swim and you love to hike and you could, you could stay there for three days, never leave, never take advantage of anything that Ithaca has to offer and just be so happy in this like little slice of heaven. It's just, I keep saying it over and over. It's just beautiful. All right. We're going to come back in a second with Alan. We're going to talk about some cool things to do in Ithaca and the surrounding area. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Thetford. Thetford makes going places easy by manufacturing top RV maintenance and sanitation products, and they've been doing it since 1963. Thetford's Aquamax holding treatments neutralize odors and accelerate waste digestion to prevent clumping, clogging, and tank residue, all at the same time. The Aquamax family is also Bronopol and formaldehyde-free, so it is campground-friendly and California-compliant. It's proudly made in the USA. Thetford's new family of Aquamax holding tank treatments have been extensively researched and tested safe for all RV and marine toilets, holding tanks, and septic systems. Aquamax is available in liquid, toss-in, and dry packets in seven different sizes and in spring shower scent and summer cypress scent. To find out more, head on over to thetford.com. The RV Atlas is also sponsored by Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. Now is the time to book an exciting Halloween-themed weekend at your favorite Jellystone Park because sites are going fast. Many Jellystone Park locations celebrate Halloween-themed weekends beginning in September, and they go right through Halloween. Camping at Jellystone Park this September and October is the perfect opportunity to combine fall weather with fun Halloween activities. Do your kids love costume contests, pumpkin decorating, haunted trails, trick-or-treating right at the campgrounds? Our kids certainly do, and so do we. We've really loved spending holiday weekends at Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. Trick-or-treating at the campground is convenient and fun, and we love how so many campers decorate their RVs for the occasion. So book your Halloween weekends with Yogi Bear and friends now so you don't miss out on all the spooky fun. To find out more and book your family's fall Halloween adventure, head on over to JellystonePark.com. And remember, it's not just the campground, it's Jellystone Park. Welcome back to the show, Ellen. So we heard your story, okay, how you became uh, an Airstream owner and an ardent RV lover. Um, you gave us a great review of Robert Treeman's State Park Campground. We talked about Robert Treeman State Park. Now there's all kinds of awesome things to do around the park for, for short day trips. So yep. give us some of your yep. favorites. So, you know, as I mentioned, there are a couple of state parks in Ithaca. Um, there's Buttermilk Falls State Park. There's, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Taconic. Nope. Taconic. Oh, I think it's Taconic, but uh, we have New Yorkers <laughs> listening. You can send me an email and correct us. <laughs> okay. Um, and they have just amazingly beautiful, singular, massive waterfalls. Um, also with campsites and cabins to rent there as well and cliff, um, i did i stephanie and i did some awesome cliff jumping at buttermilk falls oh did you yes which i've heard now they're really 
cracking down on and not letting people do it as much, which made me sad because it's just this little ideal place to jump into this, you know, crystal clear pool of water. Yeah. So I was, I was a little yeah. sad to hear they're not maybe letting people do that mm-hmm. anymore, but we got yeah, to do it. The times have changed. The times have changed. Um, there's also great hiking trails there. And I think you can actually hike from Robert Treeman over to Buttermilk Falls which is it's not something that we took on. I think it's like eight or nine miles. But the next time we go up there, we're definitely going to give that a shot. Um, and then, of course, there are all the wineries um, that are on Cayuga Lake. And Ithaca is at the base of Cayuga Lake. And I think there are 25 wineries, at least 25 wineries, all up and down the lake, which is amazing. There are cideries there. There are breweries there. Um, as a matter of fact, one of which is five minutes away from the entrance to Robert Treeman. Um, it's called Ithaca Beer Company. We ran in and got some great beer, brought it back to the campground, nice and cold, nice and fresh. Um, you know, Ithaca has a huge, if you want to go out to eat, um, a huge farm to table scene. Um, it's all about fresh produce and fresh products and beautiful bakeries and amazing ice cream. As a matter of fact, you can go to the, you can go over to Cornell because they've got the agriculture school and Cornell has its own ice cream store, homemade Cornell made ice cream, which is always fun. Um, if anybody remembers the Moosewood cookbook from back in the 70s, right, the very famous vegetarian cookbook, well, the Moosewood restaurant is in Ithaca. That's where the cookbook came from, and they're still doing gangbusters. Um, and then if you want to kind of get into the museum scene, if you've got traveling with kids, there's the Ithaca Science Center, which is a hands-on museum for kids, which is amazing. There's a beautiful children's garden in Ithaca. Cornell has botanical gardens if you're looking for something a little you know, more adult. Um, and then there's the farmer's market. I mean, the Ithaca farmer's market is one of the best, m- most well-known farmer's markets in the country. Um, it's in its own freestanding, they call it the shed. And it's not only you know fresh produce and fresh meats, but there are, there are chefs there making food. There are home goods to be bought. There's wine to be bought. I mean, the Ithaca Farmer's Market is an experience like the Santa Fe Farmer's Market, like an experience in and of itself worth going to Ithaca for. Um, you know, one of the favorite things that we did when we were there was we went to a goat dairy. Um, there's the Lively Run Goat Dairy where you're able to go into the barns. There were the baby goats. They were so stinking cute. You could play with the goats. They make their own cheese. You do a beautiful cheese tasting out on their lawn, looking at the goats, overlooking, you know, it's, it's about halfway or about a third of the way up the lake from uh, from where Ithaca is. It's further north, but it's a beautiful drive to get up there. And that was a, just a total highlight. And then if you're into you pick, um, you know, we've picked cherries there right off the tree. It was the first time I'd ever picked cherries. I didn't realize that they come off the tree in pairs. I didn't know that. They're beautiful. And we pick asparagus at a cidery, believe it or not. They had a huge asparagus patch and we were there for their asparagus festival. And I picked asparagus for the first time. All of this right there, you know, within... 15, 20 minutes of Ithaca. So just, if you're into great. craft beer, it's worth going. If you're into wine, it's worth going for oh, that reason alone. Wine, if you're into wine, that's a trip in and of itself. Yes. You could just do a trip from winery to winery. And I, I'm very poor at explaining such things, but I mean, there's like microclimates around yeah. these finger lakes, right? Because there's yeah. rolling hills around the lakes, which I guess keep things a little bit more temperate, which allows. Yes. 
Okay. Yes. I think yeah. that that's why it, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's own climate there that allows for the, I mean, these are famous wines in this region, uh, Finger Lakes Correct. wines. And well, it's so beautiful when you're sitting at a, at a, at a winery and, you know, might be perched up a little bit on the hill. And then you're looking down at this gorgeous lake, drinking this wonderful wine with beautiful green rolling fields behind you. You could you could be in France, right? You could be in any of the in Italy, in any of the best known wine growing regions in the world, and you're there in the middle of New York State. I have to say again, I, I'm shocked it's a not it's not more famous. I feel like the Finger Lakes are sort of regionally well known. I, I really don't think the Finger Lakes are nationally and internationally well known. And it's always, frankly, it's always flummoxed me. Um, it's a magnificent, magnificent part of the country. You literally just described an afternoon we had at Lake Kiuka at a winery up on the hill looking down at the yeah. lake. I mean, it's, I almost feel like maybe you were describing the winery that, <laughs> that we, that we went to. Um, oh my gosh. And that's not all. Right? I mean, Watkins Glen State Park oh is another and, magnificent park and that's yeah. close by too. So Watkins Glen State Park is incredible. It's about a half an hour away from Robert Truman or from Ithaca. Um, and it's just a different kind of town. It doesn't, it's not a university town. It's, it's really a lot about the state park. And it is, I mean, it's, two miles of these streams, quote unquote, kind of descending 400 feet past these 200 foot cliffs. Um, There are 19 waterfalls. It is so beautiful. There's one particular waterfall. It's called Cavern Cascade that the trail, again, it's one of these carved out from the side of the cliff trail, takes you behind the waterfall. You are in the waterfall. It is so spectacular. You can get crowded in that very spot. So make sure you just, you know, maintain your distance. It can be a little slippery. Everybody will get their photo. There's this one place where everybody takes the same picture and it's beautiful. Maybe go um, Monday, Tuesday, you know, Wednesday, not sure, Thursday, Friday, sure. Saturday, Sunday kind of thing. No, no doubt about it. Um, and a lot of people that when we were there went to this cavern cascade took the picture, and then and then turned around and left. Well, there's actually about a two-mile trail, uh, maybe it's a little bit longer than that, that takes you the entire length of the glen, which is the, the water. And there, is, there are two trails. One is right along the water, and then one is actually a little bit higher than the water. And so you go out on the one by the water, and then you return on the one that's a little bit higher. And certainly the minority of people take that whole walk all the way out. And we were grateful that most people kind of turned around um, because it made for a very, very lovely experience for us. It's not hard hiking at all. Um, and it is just so beautiful. And it's just majestic. That's just the word, the only word I can use to think about it. I and mean, you have a whole other campground option here yeah, as well. Yeah. It's it's a much larger campground than Robert Treeman. We did a quick drive through. Looks great. You know, it's a great New York State Park campground. Um, it is much larger. I think there are like 280 sites or something. Um, but it's uh, we just we happened to be wanted to be in Ithaca, so that's where we made our home base. But we were so glad we went over to Watkins Glen. You've inspired me. After we stop recording, 
I'm going to go online somewhere and find my Ithaca is gorgeous t-shirt. Gosh darn it. I deserve it. I went there. I spent the day there. I walked around. I want my shirt. Any final tips for dealing with New York, New York state parks for making reservations, anything like that? Yeah. So you can make your reservations for any of these New York state parks on Reserve America and their books open up nine months in advance. But I took a look just yesterday to see if I wanted to go up to Robert Treeman at some point for the rest of the season. And there were certainly plenty of sites available during the week. I didn't check on weekends, but there's um, certainly an opportunity to go up there this for the remainder of the summer um, and um, into the fall. But it's interesting because I'm a part of a couple of RVing Facebook groups, Jeremy. Not just, not just it's a, yours. It's allowed. It's allowed, and I am, t- and I am too. I am glad. Oh, good. Uh, it would be funny to see you in one of them. Um, and Robert Treeman State Park has just come up several times in the past couple of weeks. Um, even since since I suggested talking about it with you, it's just all of a sudden it's kind of getting its moment which is just really wonderful to see. I just, it's, it's something that I love seeing pictures of other people enjoying, um, love to be able to share the experience. It's just, it's one of those magical New York state parks that's having its moment. I would like New York state to, to have its moment as an RV destination. And, you know, look, I understand some people out there have the attitude, well, I want to keep these things secret or I don't want the crowds here. And I, I understand that. But I also think of the small business owners and the restaurant owners and the campground owners. And, and I, I like to see areas have vibrant crowds during the tourist season because I know what it does for local economies. And I just really feel like New York. I mean, Ellen, is it maybe just because the season is so short? for camping in New York, that it doesn't have this national reputation I think it should have? I mean, what is the season in your mind? The season tends to be really, you know, Memorial Day through September, early October. Apparently there's hunting that you can do in season at Robert Treeman, you know, into the fall. Um, But, you know, it gets cold up there, that's for sure. Um, I, I just, when it comes to New York state parks, I always, I've been a New Yorker my entire life and there's plenty to complain about New York and I'm a downstate New Yorker and there's plenty to complain. When you experience something that your taxpayer dollars are paying for, right, or providing, and it's done so incredibly well, you know, I always kind of say to myself, you know, say what you want about New York state government, um, man, whoever's managing their state parks is doing an amazing job. And it's something as a New Yorker, to be very proud of, um, you know, between Letchworth State Park. I mean, if you want to talk about waterfalls, that's the place to go. But that's a whole other conversation. Well, I love uh, that. I love that. I love that shout out you're giving the state park system. And I, I would add, too, that I, I don't think that there's money gushing into New York State Parks at the moment. A lot of the, A lot of the facilities are on the older side. It just seems that they are loved and cared for. I mean, would you agree with that? I do agree with that. And that's how we like to camp, right? So we're empty nesters. We're not looking for, you know, the bells and whistles of an RV resort. Like I want a nice, quiet, rustic camping experience. And that's what I get out of the New York State Parks and all for the benefit. We have never been disappointed in any of the New York State Parks we've stayed in. And Ellen is not being paid by the I Love New York campaign. Yeah. 
seriously. <laughs> She's not part of any administration. So where to next for you and Frida the Airstream? So we're actually leaving New York. Um, and we're actually going to a state park in Vermont uh, in a couple of weeks over Labor Day, Woodford Lake State Park, which I'm super excited about. Um, and then we're going to close out the season at Hither Hills in Montauk. And where did I first learn about Hither Hills in Montauk? On this very podcast. And I'm super, and I followed all of the suggestions, which is to book it during the middle of the week, to go a little bit out of season. And friends and I were able to get two sites next to each other. We probably booked it, I don't know, maybe four months ago. And it's going to be our final RV trip of the year before we winterize Frida. And it's going to be the second week of October. And I cannot wait to be out in Montauk then. Oh, what a great place to end the camping season. And yeah, Phil did a great job on that episode. And what, one last thing I want to say, and we'll wrap it up. I, I can't help but thinking, you know, these beautiful state parks are often really hard to book on the weekend. And I'm starting to think about our travel plans for next year. And in some situations, I'm thinking of doing the state park sort of Sunday to Thursday and then hitting mm -hmm. the private campground the KOA, whatever it might be, on the weekend, where I think it's a little bit easier to, if not a lot easier, to get sites. So there's a, yep. a last tip for you. Ellen, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I want to publicly thank you for uh, coming on Six Things I Love About My RV, which you were oh, like a so total guinea pig. You hadn't even seen, I don't even think you had seen an episode I yet. have. I can talk about Free to the Airstream all day long. So that was my pleasure. Well, I'm glad we did that together. I'm glad we did this together. And I really hope to see you at the campground. Me too. Thanks a lot. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas. And a big thanks to our sponsors. To Jayco, the Thetford Corporation, Camp Spot, Yogi Bears, Jellystone Park Camp Resorts, and our friends at Ocala Marion County in Florida. To find out more about the topics discussed in this show, visit thervatlas.com. And join the friendliest group of RVers over at the RV Atlas Group on Facebook. And if you enjoyed this show, please consider leaving us a review over at iTunes. And we'll see you at the campground. See you at the campground.